Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. They just were who they were, which is what he wants. You know, it occurred to me a long time ago, when you read through the Psalms, David says some stuff in the Psalms that I kind of struggled, you know, to say to God. You know what I mean? Just getting really, really real and raw with God. And it occurred to me as a younger believer that he knows all of it already. So why am I pretending I'm not mad at him? The Bible presents us with many examples of people who were bold enough to reach out to the Lord with their whole hearts. Today, Pastor Robert explains how David called out to God in the Psalms and was honest with his frustration and anger. This is what God desires from us, honesty, brokenness, and surrender. Now here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth with part three of their message, Jesus and Desire. always saying something to them but the beautiful thing about it when you look at it they took the risk to just say what was on their minds to be real one of the things that I think is probably I don't know it's done a great deal of harm in my opinion in in the American church and not just the American church because I've seen it in every country I've ever been to there's a tendency to put on our Sunday best, you know, our Sunday best clothes, our Sunday best behavior. And I began to see it. It was, it was one of the most, honestly, it was one of the hardest things for me to deal with when I became a pastor. And I've talked about this before. You know, I, I was living and serving as a missionary, you know, for several years. And that was a change for my family. But when, when we decided to start the church, and I was, you know, ordained by Calvary Chapel and became Pastor Robert, everybody began to behave differently around me from one day to the next. It was the craziest thing. Even like my, my family, you know, my, I don't, I'm not talking about her, <laughs> she, you know. She's kept me in check all the way. But I'm talking about, you know, like my mom and my dad and my sister and uncles and, you know, all that. People began to behave differently. These guys, they just were who they were, which is what he wants. You know, it occurred to me a long time ago when you read through the Psalms, David says some stuff in the Psalms that I kind of struggled, you know, to say to God. You know what I mean? just getting really, really real and raw with God. And it occurred to me as a younger believer, 
that he knows all of it already. So why am I pretending I'm not mad at him? Why do I pretend that I'm not frustrated with God? Why do I pretend that I'm only thinking in like King James English when I'm talking to him? Why do I pretend? If he hears everything that's going on in my heart, if he knows every detail, you know, and and David goes through a long list in Psalm 139, you know, just kind of detailing, I can't, there's no way to hide from you. Because you're everywhere and you see everything and you hear everything. It's like, why can't we just be real with God and with each other? And that's what we see here. These guys, they came to him and and they just laid it out there. Man, we want glory. We want glory. That's what we want. I want to be the prime minister. He wants to be your chief of staff. One on this side, one on that side. You, you know, you're thrown in the middle, but we want to be right there. We want power. We want authority. We want glory. We want it all. And Jesus said, you really don't know what you're asking for. But. And then there's another guy. Where these two asked from a place of wanting favoritism, wanting special treatment, this guy had, he had no such illusions. Mark chapter 10, verse, verse 46. Now they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Now, you know, looking at this from a human perspective, this guy was, he was annoying in a different way than James and John. You know, I mean, everybody, two brothers asking for glory and power and all of that, and we want to be better than the other ten. You know, that's, that's, that's just irritating. But this guy, he wouldn't shut up. He was kind of pushing to the front. He was going to get attention because he was desperate. He was desperate. Where James and John probably thought they deserved special treatment, this guy knew he didn't deserve anything. He was just begging for mercy. He had nothing to offer. You know what struck me when I read this? I've never seen it before. It just never hit me before. When I was a kid, we always heard this story, blind Bartimaeus. The son of Timaeus. Well, that's explaining Bartimaeus means son. Bar, son of Timaeus. This guy didn't even have a name. I mean, that's how completely, you know, this little blind kid, born blind, he's just, oh, there's son of Timaeus over there begging in the corner. He's unclean. So Jesus stood still, verse 49 says. He stopped and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Now, We talked about it with James and John. Jesus didn't really need to ask the question, 
for the purpose, you know, of being informed, right? He already knew what they were after, just like he already knew what Bartimaeus was after. It was obvious. So why did he ask the question? To engage the individual. Just like he's engaging you right now. What do you, what do you, want, what do you want him to do for you? What do you want from Jesus? Mark 10, 52, then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now the question is really, which was the greater gift? Physical sight or the privilege of following Jesus? You know, being, being blind cost him everything. He was an outcast in this society. It's not just that he was a beggar, but he, he couldn't have community. He couldn't have contact with people. You know, it's become a little bit of a joke here. Almost every Sunday morning, I tell you guys, hug somebody. Because I, that, for me, was just one of the most wonderful things about coming to Jesus. You know, when, when I first came to know the Lord and got involved in a little church, man, everybody just hugging on everybody. And because, I mean, I grew up in farm country in Georgia. Men didn't hug one another. <laughs> grunt. Yeah, you just kind of grunt and shake hands. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, my, my pastor was a big guy. And the very first day, I didn't know him, you know, never laid eyes on him. I walked in as a visitor, and he wrapped me in a bear hug, started laughing. And I thought, this guy's crazy. <laughs> but this is okay. He handed me a cup of coffee, told me I could take it into the church. Really? Lightning won't strike me if I walk into the church sanctuary with a cup of coffee in my hand? This is holy ground. And again, he just laughed it off. He said, it's God's house. I think he's okay with it. I think he probably likes coffee. Yeah, bring your coffee in. Began to change my idea about what's holy. Is it holy to pretend? No, I think that's absolutely disgusting to our Father. He already knows we're messed up. That's why he sent Jesus. One may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.